to positions of hopelessness and helplessness. The government gives them the drugs, builds bigger prisons, passes a three-strike law, and then wants us to sing God Bless America. No, no, no. So the Bluetooth symbol is is a Viking rune. You're making you're gaslighting me, and I feel gaslit because we have definitely discussed this on the podcast before. But the Bluetooth symbol is like a Viking king symbol. The Bluetooth you're, symbol is fascist. It's is what you're saying mm. it's well, it's it's too old to be fascist, but it has it, it does lay blood claims of much of the steppe. Do you think that there's like a black metal guy out there that's got the Bluetooth symbol on his arm and yeah. he's like, it's uh, it's it's, uh, it's just not it's not actually Nazi shit. That's it's, not what it's about. You know, uh, USB was a Celtic port that was <laughs> <laughs> rated by King Bluetooth. Yeah, actually. that's where they shipped all their porn. <laughs> was the guy's name Bluetooth? I think so. I, think so. I remember hearing that as a kid. You know, they teach us Viking lore. Yeah, in school well, in Minnesota. You to Viking school because you're a Viking. I'm, now I have to look it up. I, I feel still like can't tell if this is real. Fucking crazy. <laughs> You've never talked about this on the show, I don't think. Bluetooth, is, we've definitely talked about it on yeah. the show. Bluetooth is the anglicized version of the Scandinavian Blaton in Old Norse. Oh, the wow. Blaton, the epithet of King Harold Bluetooth. <laughs> there we go. Who united disparate Danish tribes <laughs> into a single fuck? kingdom. Oh, he's what a Dane? Fuck. So yep. how does it get from that to, you know, the thing that doesn't work? To because it unites the tribes of your they, phone in the mixer. My well, guess would be a great job. The technology came from Denmark would be my guess. Well, that's racism and it's wrong. Maybe Damn. he like heard the word of God in his head like Joan of Arc, but he was actually schizophrenic. And that's possible. what Bluetooth is kind of is. You know, <laughs> you got to wear the it's like the it's, hat. it's fucking like Joe Rogan or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> said, there was one... I hear Mark Maron. He's asking who my guys are. Yeah. There's one piece of technology. I can't, it's too big. <laughs> if there's one piece of technology you could transport back in time, Bluetooth might make sense. You could just become a god from that. I mean, basically anything, but especially there's not that. gonna be any peripherals to go with it, Anders. You're gonna ship back every iPhone. Well, I guess, I guess I'm thinking with all the attendant equipment. So, yeah, I Your guess it was time one. travel plan is ridiculous. You know how there's like old, uh, like a trope in movies where like a modern person goes to like Egypt and they show uh -huh. people like, look, my, yeah, like, like my camera captures your soul or whatever. All, like if Black Knight. But if you showed them like the shit we have now, like, like an app, like an I, Apple iWatch or what, they'd be like, this sucks. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't do anything. Do well, you ever see Whoopi's uh, King Arthur thing? She goes, It's like a Knights of the Round Table yes. deal. You remember that? She, As a child, I you're ABC. triggering a vague, vague memory. It's on this. YouTube. Triggered much? Uh, Triggered lib. She brings her laptop. In a good way. To the Middle Ages, <laughs> to Middle Ages England, and somehow gets like... I this is even before they had why the movie was made before they had Wi-Fi. So I don't know how she did a dial up in a castle <laughs> and she looks up when the eclipse is going to be. And like, who's posting that? Is this is the moon posting that <laughs> she has an interdimensional Internet connection and uh, she she freaks everybody out by predicting the eclipse. Miss Goldberg, I find this premise highly illogical. <laughs> Welcome to the show. It's about America. Another week of goddamn socialist podcasts. That's right, Alex. <laughs> I'm Jake, and Anders is here. Anders Lee here. Water resistant shoes and watch today. Feeling Ooh. pretty spiffy. It's wet out, folks. Ooh, yep. Damn. And I'm protected in two places. What? Wrist and foot. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, oh, what is that? Both mean? holes. <laughs> Don't even try to fuck Anders' holes today. <laughs> They're waterproof. All four holes. <laughs> He's got a plug up there. I the just got these shoes in the mail last night, so it was perfect timing. Truly, damn, you drip synchronicity. You fresh to death jealous. right now. We are joined these things by Murray over here trying to knock over Andrew's water, and also Shut returning up, to the show, Jamie Peck. Hello, hello. What's up, Jamie? What do you think of Andrew's new shoes? Take a look. Let me see. 
You like those? Are, yeah. Those are kind of cool. A lot, a lot. No, they're basic, but... Because here's the thing about rain boots proper. They, uh, they're really not good as shoes. Yeah. So, like, as soon as it stops raining, you're like... Right. Uh, I, wish, I wish I was wearing normal shoes. And those look like, you know... They're a little bit uglier than normal shoes, but they're way nicer looking than rain boots. The uh, thing about rain boots is they got you looking like the man in the yellow hat. They do. Yeah. Murray, get off the mixer. Murray, I we just, find just them dialed it in. Oh, he's grabbed the cord. He's grabbed the cord with his long nails. He's gone rogue. <laughs> I can crack pinky. Is he? <laughs> I, I, I was trying to clip his fucking nails, and he I got nine of them, and then he fucking ran away real hard, so he has a cracked nail. He has one that is... Coke pinky, like he's a 70s cocaine user. <laughs> yeah, because he is. He's the Reggie Watts of the show. That's why he's going for the board. Wow. Yeah, I know he was. He was really, like, the sound is terrible. <laughs> trying to make loops. <laughs> is, he, um, is he coming to L.A.? Oh, yeah, no, I'm getting rid of my cat. <laughs> well, yeah, throw him off a fucking <laughs> cliff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he's coming to L.A. He belongs to the Atlantic now. And he's, he's already got his new personality together for it, so well, he's going he's to be a fucking... He's going to be Rick James out there. It's going to be health goth? <laughs> oh, baby. He's the unhealth goth, for sure. Death goth. Yeah, he's fat goth. That's kind of classical goth. That's a that's a joke that you used to tell, Jake. Yeah. Remember that? And, but I would like to reiterate, Murray is not healthy. He's a fat cat. He's a piece he's of what shit. What happened to health at every size? And he does Sorry. cocaine now, yeah. apparently. Body positive. He's, I think he uh, smells something on my backpack. Drug problem. What the fuck has he got? He's Murray. just. He's he's kinda, I think he thinks there's coke on my backpack. He's a fiend. Why does he think he's that not. Anders has coke? Anders doesn't have he coke. Kratom? He's smelling the Chill kratom. Out. We did not mean to talk about Murray so much today. He's but so like he's into just, the podcast today, though. He fucking usually <laughs> minds his own business and sits somewhere else. But he wants coke so bad. He can't wait he till the end that of the I show. Have it. I do look like I might have it, so... Yeah. Hey well, man, apologies. that's profiling. You that's wrong. It's an easy mistake to make. How often Meryl. do you give him nip? Uh, I, I, okay, so I gave him. Nip? It's like his version of Kratom. I, truly, yeah. I bought some catnip at one point and, like, I would give him, like, every once in a while some. And then I read this, you could do this thing where you take the whole bag of catnip and you put it inside a sock and then you tie off the sock yeah. and he goes insane for it and he can't get it. Uh oh. So it's like, it's, it's mm -hmm. fucking fucks with him. But I think in his head, he's like a Scarface. Like, he's yeah. like a <laughs> pile of drugs. Put his <laughs> fucking face in it and. Go on a nip trip. Yeah. That's why he's like this. I, that's probably... I, everything that's happening is my fault. <laughs> he's living the father. clothing scene Seems... of Scarface at all times. <laughs> like, don't you wish you could know what it's like to do catnip as a cat? Because mm -hmm. it seems really good. I I'm think in. about this all the time. Kratom. The thing is, I've just done so many more drugs than my cat. I feel like it would be silly to envy him for this one. I'm doing laps around this cat. <laughs> I do envy. I've said this before, but the the sense of wonder they get from smelling things, you know, yes. just the simplest. We're playing all the hits today. Yeah. Yeah. What's Bluetooth? Can cats smell a couch and see it? I don't remember the Bluetooth thing. I must have not been here or something. It was uh, fascinating. Though. I wonder what the history of cocaine is. Capitalism's yeah, bad. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a big one for us. Yeah. We do that one all the time. Hey, guys, I got a joke, actually, about health punks. Health punk and a whole... Ah, oh, fuck, fucked it up. Health Wait goth for it! <laughs> What's a health punk? Yeah, what the fuck? Wait for health it. Health goth and a hope punk walk into a space. A hope punk? Isn't that a nice, like, little yeah. setup? Health goth and a hope punk walk into a space. Yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. You know? Okay. I, I didn't write the end of it. Jesus Christ, Anders! <laughs> wow. That's not a joke, then. I was by the end wow. of the episode. Well, I'm actually mad now. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about Hope Punk. That shit sucked. Yeah. It was like what the, is? I still don't know what it is. I don't really know either. It was like some lib fucking writer created this. Uh, let's not be mean. Like let's uh, shut up, it's nerd. Punk that I'm like uh, nice and hopeful about. Shit. I can't uh -huh. remember. It somehow never it, trust somebody who leads with "I'm so nice." Somehow it ended in voting for Pete Buttigieg or whatever. But yeah, I think oh. it's exactly. a high high hopes. They're hiding some okay. dark shit under there. I think it's like steampunk. But instead of everything running on steam, it runs on wine. Yeah. It's a wine o'clock. It is wine o'clock for sure. Which is a disgusting society I don't want to live in. But And health goth is, I think I've seen these. Uh, you seen these? People wear black, but they also are doing like jogging shorts, jogging shoes, type of workout wear, but it's all black. That's kind of the premise, I believe. <laughs> they got great bodies. <laughs> and I love to touch them. 
So we don't have shit to talk about in the news this week, huh? <laughs> it's well, a light week. <laughs> well, uh, Tim Scott getting yeah. <laughs> this is the new cancel culture, and uh, it's I like it because he got in trouble, legal trouble for words spoken, which is can that happen in the United States of America? Uh, I'm peeling the calendar back and it's saying 1984 right now. Yeah, apparently it can. Um, and they don't invoke this very often. I guess they don't need to. But uh, he was talking about the UAW strike, which we were talking about on the bonus episode. They're hitting the big three with a zigzag strategy. Some plants are going on strike. Some aren't. The boss is like, what do we do? And, oh, it's hitting. Yeah, it's fucking with them real bad. Boss and they're pitting. Bill Clinton. <laughs> what do we do? <laughs> they're, uh, they're pitting them against each other. Um, so some of the big three are like coming to the table and the other ones are like, wait, we don't want to do that. And it's, it's working, uh, incredibly well so far. Um, but Tim Scott, when asked about this, and it's been a while since Republicans have had to like be jackboot about organized labor because usually just doesn't come up. There isn't any. Yeah. Or they, right. Or they appeal to like this kind of antiquated idea of like the, you know, the labor boss, you know, sticking cash yeah. in the politician's back pocket. But, uh, Tim Scott was like, you know what we need to say is you strike your fire, mm, which just him saying that is an unfair labor practice. It turns out. See, when yeah. you were telling me this story at first, I thought the story was that he stole Donald Trump's catchphrase. You're fired, <laughs> which is you're fired. That's what you probably, can't do. That's patented. That's also unfair yeah. labor practice, right? That's well. See, that's going to be interesting how they appeal this, and he's probably going to say like that's you know a term that's been thrown about in the Republican sort of uh, world. And I, I, that's, I didn't mean it literally. What I should have said is you are the weakest link. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking Ramaswamy guy during the debates, I think it was him, said uh, that we need to break the backs of the fucking teachers. He said a yeah. lot of stuff. He was spitting. They love back to then. Hate the teachers unions. Because <laughs> they're, they're, they're like, they have to develop a new psychotic way to deal with the labor movement. Ask yourself as much of a thing the last election yeah. cycle. For the most part, it's been teachers, which is a convenient scapegoat for a lot of reasons. Uh, one being that, you know, the schools in many cases are not good. Our children's aren't learning. And that's like the easiest group to kind of scapegoat and for that. <laughs> and also people, a lot of people in America have pretty and just the world have bad associations with teachers. So they're like an easy group to hit. And they are one of the few Wait, unions that's what? somewhat popular. Uh, yeah. Ask, somewhat, your, uh, ask yourself. Associations. Who like, assigns the homework? Gave them homework? Yeah. Are you, are you homework. you're getting like, at? People don't like teachers. I think that's why it's been a successful They make you somewhat. spit their, your gum into their hand. They mean to <laughs> Harry Potter. They say going somewhere, Mr. Potter. They put yeah. your yo-yo in their desk. Yeah, that's why you, that's your. You really <laughs> slipped that into your very sensible analysis of the. You have to give them your apple. What the fuck? Yeah, I was, you I was you say you love all of your teachers. You're saying. I mean, I am. I part will of say, the reason there's backlash against the teachers' unions is because people don't like fucking teachers. Yeah, I think a lot of people. A lot of people have negative associations with teachers. I will cling wow. to that. I, mean, I, I, I will admit in retrospect, when I go back and think about issues I had with my teachers, they were correct 99% of the time. Sure. However, shit. <laughs> <laughs> however, that emotional core. I, I think you were right to do all those things you were doing back then, Anders. Oh, you know what? I had a math teacher. Uh, I won't dox him. Won't say his name, but I, we had a math teacher. Oh, dox your math teacher. <laughs> his address. Get his he ass. Had the, he was the most vanilla dude imaginable and just like incredibly awkward guy. Uh, he got he got me in trouble for stuff. And then someone found out that he was the lead singer of a punk band. No shit. People, <laughs> Shows you. And apparently they lo he loved, uh, maybe it was like, my, I think it was Minor Threat was like his favorite band. And finally, uh, one of the kids just started reciting Minor Threat lyrics in class. And he was like, sit down, sit down, please sit down. And then he just like, <laughs> he was then he finished the song. <laughs> he had to finish his shirt off. Yeah. <laughs> this was Special it. Autism <laughs> Academy where the teachers have <laughs> yeah. to finish the song you start. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> Did he do it like compulsively? All like, the yeah, like he, you can tell. Don't <laughs> uh, look back and laugh. <laughs> All the chairs are big red bouncy balls <laughs> for this, was, to calm the student. One of the most amazing things was going to one of his shows. We, I got we, a bunch of kids went to one of his shows after we had graduated, and he showed up and just looked mortified, just <laughs> completely. <laughs> Embarrassed more than usual. This guy in general is just looked embarrassed all the time. Really? But he was just like but he was in a fucking hardcore band. Yeah, it's for fighting the system. Up until, <laughs> up until the moment, it was a beautiful thing to watch because he was just like completely white faced, just humiliated. And then his band started playing. Even after they started playing, he has that look on his face. And then right when the singing starts, he just goes one hundred ten percent into it. He's like the performance right. begins. Yeah, it's like Iggy Pop, where he's a dork. And yeah, then when he's on stage, he's like a fucking animal. Mm-hmm. There's a dividing line, you see, because he's raging against the system, and he is the hand of the system itself. He's right. the teacher. He sits in the class. He tells you the globe. <laughs> he pulls down the map. He says we're conquering the East is Indian subcontinent. <laughs> This cadence you're doing is incredible. I don't know where you're getting it. It's important. <laughs> it's history, Jake. <laughs> it's all there before you. What are you talking like? <laughs> this isn't about me. It's about Anders and his teacher who sings songs. I had uh, teachers like that in like middle school and high school. And it's weird because they, they, I, I were thinking they were really cool because like... You, it's you never met anyone in a fucking band before when you're like 13. Mm-hmm. But then in retrospect, now I'm looking back, I know guys in bands. I'm like, no, that they, I came full circle. That's still a dork. Still yeah, dork. there's dorks in bands. I should have beat you up back works, then when you were my teacher. Yeah. No, the teacher who would like bring a guitar to class. Yeah. That was the coolest teacher. But in re- like, but in re- reality, that person sucks. Like, I bring a guitar anywhere yeah. is like obnoxious. <laughs> This shit, I don't right? know. What yeah. if they have a song that teaches you math, Jake? <laughs> better than then? uke. Better than ukulele, I will say. Oh yeah, right. better than uke. I mean, I'm a simple girl. Playing, there's a reason why guys play, learn to play the guitar. I'm just if they're simple. smart. Oh yeah, as teenagers. Okay, fair. And um, no, it works. It's I learned to how learn. to play the saxophone. She hasn't benefited me at all, really. <laughs> Man, if you played the saxophone like. For a girl like that, that is the wildest fucking movie. <laughs> you, you gotta wear shades. Slick Willie, gotta, Slick Willie did it. Slick Willie did it. I mean, maybe it was Sergio in spite of the saxophone. That's how much Riz he had. No, I, I dare you not to about? kiss my blowing lips. <laughs> <laughs> what about the sexy, oiled-up sax man that's in the Lost Boys for no reason? Yeah, that guy's fucking cool. I'll yeah. never forget that one. But this is the thing: is I only found out about these sexy saxophone tropes as an adult. As a child, they're oh. just like, "Would you like to play oh. uh, the the beginning of Baker Street? That's the part <laughs> you could contribute to in a song." <laughs> You can do your uh, uh, school's concert band where we're redoing the entire Pirates of the Caribbean soundtrack with saxophones. Oh, that sounds badass. <laughs> That's, I'm um, not going to do the whole thing. But now Anders has to finish it. Finish the song, <laughs> Anders. Is that Baker? No, I don't know. That's Baker Street, but okay. it's not Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, Tim Scott's going to jail. <laughs> Yeah, this is going nowhere. Probably. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, this NLRB is, uh, I mean, as we've covered on previous shows, the uh, NLRB now has a rule where if you do a ULP, a lot of acronyms are thrown out there, but you unfair labor practice oh. in your workplace and there's an effort to unionize, then they automatically get the union. Uh Tim Whoa. Scott is the boss of Tim Scott for America. That's his campaign, and that's the basis by which they're filing the ULP. So this would potentially give all these fucking bowtie uh, dweebs, Republican assholes, a union without them wanting it, which is what I hope the outcome is. I guess they do need maybe one person to be like, yeah, I was organizing it. Um, but that would be hilarious if they just have a union. The, the, the NLRB forces them to have a union in spite of their own uh, beliefs. That would be very yeah. cool. Eat your vegetables. Well, speaking of eating your now. vegetables, did you see Tim Scott take that weird photo at McDonald's? Yes. He Jamie pulled that up. Oh, Jamie's here. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, we say that all the time. That's, that's, what they, that's what they say on Joe Rogan because their assistant is named Jamie. 
Yeah. It's not a reference what? to you. It's what never is never been about that. What is the angle here? Because McDonald's is that you know are they woke now? Are they anti woke? What's I know they. Well, he's just a, a politician, so he's trying to appear human. Okay. In, like in the ways that they are not. Like they're these are fucking lizard people, so they're like. Mm, don't you yeah. eat McDonald's when you require sustenance? Yes. <laughs> oh my God, you're I right. I could I have a beer with you for sure. I too enjoy trans fats. Yeah. Wait, is he gay? Because I looked it up and the first result was queer tea. <laughs> uh, he, he's uh, Tim Scott's the one who's like never had sex or something. Well, right? he's saying now that he has a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And, well, well, yeah. He won't. It, that's unfair labor practice. You stole Anders Lee's yeah. catchphrase. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you're you're okay. fired, Tim Scott. You weren't joking around. I'm looking at this post now. Got a little hungry on the road in Iowa. Good thing I spotted the golden arches. Who among <laughs> He's us? Just like yeah. holding up a box of fries. Like, look, normal human eating. I am so normal. I do this post at least once a year. It's he- like he has like a long tongue that comes out and just like <laughs> slurps the water up or whatever. It holds the hamburger like a hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Most so nutritious. <laughs> no, like I don't believe that he ate a single one of those fries, or maybe he just like spit them out again into a trash can because he's actually a vampire and he can't eat (laughs) human food. The french fries are to throw at the homeless. (laughs) (laughs) Remember uh, John Kerry and his wife they went to a Wendy's with the Edwardses and then afterwards it was reported that they just ordered like steak and lobster to their hotel room because they're like this is disgusting. (laughs) Could you imagine? (laughs) They just like vomited up after. Um, But one of uh, Tim Scott's colleagues is today getting in some uh, trouble of his own uh, Bob Menendez, amazing that this guy is still in office or has any like clout in the Senate. Uh, they he, call him Sneaky Bob. <laughs> he was indicted uh, for did everything right an arms deal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean truly because this is what you're supposed to do if you're in Washington is uh, do arms deals with the Egyptian government, which happens to now be a dictatorship. Uh, they he and his wife took cash. In exchange for, this is uh, from Kenny Clips, in exchange for greasing the wheels of major arms sales to the Egyptian dictatorship, he is uh, on the Foreign Relations Committee, and you can't, like, chair or be, I believe, ranking member of a committee if you have an indictment out on you. So uh, this is what it took for him to lose power, because this guy has been, you know, it's been exposed, he's been exposed as a... I believe a pederast, you know, he was like with yeah. underage, uh, sex workers uh, and he still got reelected. The Democratic Party stood by him. And now legally they are like they like have to let him uh, fall. Can we back up for a second? You said this was written by a Kenny Clips. That's Ken Clippenstein in Anders speak. Yeah, it's yes. Ken, Kenny Clips. Thank All you right. for translating. King of the Clips. Kenny Clips. <laughs> it took me like a full 30 seconds. And he tweeted that picture of uh, Bob Menendez's face on the guy who holds the money up to his head as if it's a phone. And so you see what he was uh. attempting is to make so much money, it could act in a social capacity as though it were a telephone, Jake. And that requires a lot of cash. You really got to be doing deals under the table for that. I love so I love his response to this, which is you know he's saying he's denying the allegations. Uh, Kenny Clips is a liar. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is this is an indictment. Like it's not even the media. It's like the legal system is indicting him. And he says those behind this campaign simply cannot accept that a first-generation Latino-American from yeah. humble beginnings oh, well. could rise oh, to be a U.S. senator shit. and serve with honor and distinction. They hate to see us win. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Imagining it's the, the, the Merrick Garland DOJ just being like, man, we can't let... We're also we're going after Donald Trump, but we also cannot let first, specifically first-generation <laughs> Latino-Americans win. Our white asses need a win. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else see all this shit about Menendez and think that the Menendez brothers were back in the news? Yes. Yeah. Twitter joke. <laughs> That's about exactly that. what I thought. I think they were Asian. <laughs> what? So you? What is that again? That is a line from the uh, Menendez brothers Gabe trial. Guy. Yeah. So it's it's it actually happened uh, in the trial. They made up a story about their parents being murdered by the mafia, and I think that oh. they tried to spin it as uh, the killer was like a yakuza guy. Nice. So on 
on the bench, they kept saying, I think he was Asian in this really weird cadence like that. And uh, they tried to defame the entire Asian community. Were they doing like a written house where they're like trying to cry during it? Or yeah. Something? Okay. And, uh, and and it's in the movie Cable Guy, so it became an earworm in my head, like permanently. Oh. It's just a thing that just rattles through my brain every now and then. Yeah. I just will be like on the subway and be like, "I think he was Asian." <laughs> that I'm, is all that's gonna be left in our heads when we're old and dying. I'm Should unfamiliar they? with this yeah. couple here, these brothers, and I'm looking up pictures of them, and just I think that the brothers together kind of makes me think. In the '90s, they were the Davinci brothers. They were the closest they had. Is the you Davinci? had brothers who committed murders. Yeah, do you know the Davinci? No, Da Twins. Vinci. Well, therein know. lies the drama. They're okay. two brothers, and they say Da Vinci wrong, and they're famous. Oh, for it. the those the Airheads. Yes. Okay. The Airheads, Anders. Yeah. They look like Johnny Bravo, but like Zoomer. Oh, kind of. Oh, those guys. And what I'm saying is, like, they're our modern about? equivalent of the Menendez brothers. Is what I think I they're faking. I think they're not actually that dumb. No, I think they are. They're, they wouldn't lie about that. <laughs> Wait, did they murder someone? No, they. what they do is Maybe they say Davinci, <laughs> and they steal jokes and say them in unison. Yeah, That's they're just, just twins. The, it's a twin shtick. Um, they look great. And not a good Aww. one. You know, there's good twin yeah. shticks out there. But uh, I, I, good twin shticks out there. I blame the Menendez brothers for, there's another young man around this, this time whose parents were murdered, and he got uh, nabbed for it. And uh, it turned out he was innocent, and I think it was probably because it was, it was Asians. <laughs> well, the Menendez Bros were in the zeitgeist, they're, so they're like it's a phenomena: uh, wealthy, you know, children killing their parents. Brothers and, are out of control. Yeah, and they they went back. Asians are innocent. They went back years later and did like a twenty twenty or something on this guy, and that like the evidence pointed to him being innocent. But the reason he got convicted was because he was just he it had a very nonplussed demeanor which is why this is my problem with acting right because uh, um just you know the menendez was or anybody who uh pretends to cry there's like an art to it and you have to seem like a convincing crier but in reality a lot of people cry and and are affected by things like that in a way that doesn't isn't like that externally obvious or might seem like might look like it's fake but it's actually their genuine reaction and simply because this guy couldn't be like oh, oh, oh he just like was nonplussed he seemed nonplussed by it this is uh, real, he got convicted even though there's like very, very little evidence real Al albert camus shit happening yeah. right here you go to jail for not having human emotions you yes. you go to jail stranger yeah. shout out shout out albert camus shout out come on the show more camus more people are talking about him He's in the news again. It's a shout out to Albert Camus. <laughs> you get the goddamn shout out of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be an étranger. <laughs> ah, fuck. What is going on, man? Come on. Um, uh, should we talk about Block Cop City? Yeah, that's good. I'm down. Jamie waved. If, yeah, you, yeah. if you're listening to the podcast, <laughs> to affirm yes, that sounds like a good idea. I don't, I don't think any of us have brain cells today. So this is the sequel to, to Copland. Oh, what is this? Cop Copland Two. Mm, yeah, that's Cop City. That's, we, that's exactly what it is. We've we talked have, about it a I've, lot on the show. Yeah, already. we have talked about, it, but uh, it's. I think it's been a while. So. Um, like maybe a refresher on what what this uh, project is. Sure. So, um, what the project is is a hundred million dollar police training facility. I'm doing scare quotes with my hands. If you guys uh, want to know the bunnies, and, bunny ears, and I'm doing scare quotes because what it actually is is a police militarization facility where the cops from Atlanta. And all over the country and even places as far flung as Israel are going to Ooh. train in. Yeah. Boo, Israel. Boo. They're going to train. We, we that on the soundboard. Yeah. Boo. <laughs> boo. They're going to train in using, you know, all the latest military technology, all their robot dogs and like fucked up shit. We don't even know they have probably to put down the next popular uprising. 
And we know this for a lot of different reasons, but, you know, one context clue is these plans really kicked into high gear in 2021. Oh. So what happened in the summer of 2020 that what would maybe make the cops want to, like, beef up their forces all oh, over the land? Yeah. Tiger King. Co- Tiger King COVID. <laughs> <laughs> See, that? I'm glad I asked you that, even though we've talked about it before, because I think that might be a new uh, angle on it. Uh, and that makes sense. You know, the Pentagon, I know for years, has like done little reports and stuff about like, what if shit hits the fan in the United States? What are we going to do? We need to prepare as yeah. a legal infrastructure. Yeah. I mean, a lot of like kind the, of city. the militarization of the police ramped up after like the world uh, WTO protests and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like every time there's a protest, that's that's the part of the cycle or whatever. Um, they have big sandbags s- that look like Anders, and they stab them with bayonets. Yeah. Did you see the fucking robot cop that Eric Adams oh unveiled God, the other yeah. day? What is that? <laughs> it looks like... It doesn't look threatening. It, it looks, looks like Wally. or yeah, something. Yeah, it looks like a fucking <laughs> Pixar film. Um, big like, Enemy 6. That fucking... The Michelin Man yeah. one. Yeah, it looks like that. Or like R2-D2, everyone was saying. <laughs> Eric Adams <laughs> is hugging it, and he's making the half heart, but... Because it doesn't have hands, it can't make the other half of the hearts, or it just looks like he's like cupping it or something. It's real Perfect. weird. It's weird to hug that thing to begin with. It's a glowing blue and shit. It's like when Donald Trump hugged the flag, only somehow weirder. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hug me, citizen. It's weird to hug an inanimate object, I think. Yeah, and especially this one, it's not super threatening. Look, kind of looks like a big R two D two. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Totally. I think. Well, I think the first thing I think of is Daleks from the Doctor Who universe, which look like big vacuums, but are uh, like this terrifying imperialist uh, extermination machine. Uh-huh. So you have to assume they shoot laser beams or something. I mean, I think it's uh, probably like first function seems to be like surveillance right it's got cameras and shit in it but you know that there's like a fucking little arm that comes out of that thing and stabs you or yeah. you know yells citizen and shit and you know that shit be gripping you know it, there's something weird in there man it's fairly wide i don't know if a, uh, an adult could fit in there but i could definitely see this being used to detain children oh uh, yes yeah, so when like, you're bad in school they yeah. make you get in the wally <laughs> <laughs> it just fucking eats you up you're going yeah, on vacuums. patrol today we're going to the bad part of town <laughs> <laughs> you will see what happens to the bad children. Yeah. Horrifying thought. Yeah, they're scary. The robot law enforcement uh, uh, tools are very frightening. It doesn't seem like they have a lot of fans in the way that you'd maybe think they would. Like the oh. the, the, the cheerleading squad for robot dogs is absent. Cops mostly love them. Just Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> yeah, just him. That and he, fucking bootlicker. He, he'll oh, yeah, he cheer sucks. for whatever you put in front of him at this point. He, he knows what's going on. He's a dumbass. He's, He's a dog. <laughs> a dirty dog. I mean, he promoted like <laughs> NFTs and then he had the fucking robot dog on his show and like did <gasps> he, little tricks with it. He and must stuff. be so sad now that his NFTs are worthless. <laughs> yeah. Him that and Eminem are very sad at a party together. <laughs> I know, right? And Snoop Dogg. He bought so many of them. The three best friends. Uh, he rubbed Donald Trump on the head, and that's the one he regrets because enough people yelled at him about it. And he's like, it was wrong of me to rub a head? I don't really know. <laughs> Lesson not learned. <laughs> yeah, I think he's just a dumbass. Yeah. He doesn't bless, understand. bless him. He's existentially sad, so we win. He apparently is just a maniac drunk. Raging alcoholic. Yeah. yeah. People say that he like shows up and he has a black eye and they're like, okay, we'll, we'll fix it with makeup. But like, what happened? He's like, fell down the stairs at a bar last night. Let's oh, wow. do the show. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's he, what you have to do. See, that's why it's good that none of us have sold our souls to the devil. I'm we get black I'm eyes not. for completely unrelated reasons. <laughs> for fighting delivery men. <laughs> Blacking out, baby. Um, yeah, I'm glad that I'm not Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're not Jimmy Wait, Kimmel, too. Man. Every day I ask myself, what if I was Jimmy Kimmel? <laughs> I know it's a different guy. Okay. I see you getting stuck on that. <laughs> it's just a different People got to mix up. They're both named Jimmy. That's yep. what does it. Anyway, there's a whole city of cops, and they're uh, <laughs> they're practicing their spine breaking techniques down there. They're mowing down the forest to put this thing up. And uh, last time we checked up on it was uh, when Tortuguita sadly was uh, uh, killed in uh, defense of the forest. What what has happened since then, Jamie? A lot, a lot's happened since then. Um, 
So I think on some level that galvanized the movement. Um, the week of action that happened in March, the first one after Tortuguita was murdered, was uh, a very big one, a very powerful one. Um, Tort's mom, Belkis Tehran, actually came from Venezuela to get justice for her child and has since joined the movement and become a very powerful um, wow. member of the movement. Yeah. Wow. And um, we hung out a little bit the last week of action. She's real cool. And Tort's brother as well. Um, Should we play the shout out button again? Because we have a song. Shout out that- to Tortuguita's family. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? That that oh. that fucking DJ. What's his name? You know what I'm referencing. Yeah, I do know what you're referencing. It's really <laughs> hard Guetta. for me that I can't pull it up right now. <laughs> shout out to his family. Shout out oh, to his family. David Guetta. <laughs> David Guetta. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Oh uh, yeah. Shout, shout out. Shout out. Pop quiz. Which DJ is this? <laughs> <laughs> video is so funny still <laughs> <laughs> that happened in summer 2020 also yeah that's uh you they know decided to make cop city after that the cops are mad about <laughs> correlation it. keep these german freaks out of our country <laughs> causation <laughs> who knows um but yeah what else has happened since then a lot i'd, I'd say the repression has continued to ramp up um they're throwing everything they can at us uh, to try to stop us um and the repression goes for like every arm of the movement mm. because there is an arm of the movement that has very been very focused on the referendum campaign to get a referendum on the ballot to let the people of Atlanta actually vote as to whether or not they want the cop city built. Uh-huh. Um, and the city doesn't want that to, that vote to happen because they know that people will vote against it. Um, this is actually a historic campaign. Never before in the history of Atlanta has any referendum campaign gotten enough signatures to actually get on the ballot. Oh, they wow. got yeah, they got uh, over a hundred and twenty thousand signatures, which is over one in five Atlanta residents signed this damn, petition. Damn. More than twice as many people as voted for Mayor Andre Dickens in the last election. I saw that. Which is uh pretty cool and crazy. So they really uh they don't want the vote to happen. Um, the vote was supposed to be in November. The state got it pushed back to March at least. 2024? Yeah. Wow. So, um, that's really fucked up. Um, the repression against the people doing more, uh, militant kinds of direct action has ramped up as well. Um, 61 people are currently facing RICO charges. Um, the three RICO cases in the Atlanta, in the, the Georgia AG's office right now are, um, Trump, Young Thug, and us. So, um, yeah, well, I guess a- those are the three genders of Rico cases. <laughs> three trumped up charges against <laughs> innocent people. Well, see, that's an interesting because, you know, Rico, uh, my, I guess, association with the, the anti Rico movement is like the, you know, Italian. What is it? The anti-Italian American Defamation League, which used to have parades in like Williamsburg and stuff, and they're is that like, a "This real is, thing? yeah, yeah." <laughs> it was. I forget the exact name of the organization, and but they are like it was the Spaghetti Boys. <laughs> well, now they do stuff that they were. There's a character. I think it was kind of brilliant on The Sopranos. They have a character, Doctor Melfi's ex-husband, who's a member of this organization, and what they do now is like protest and uh, write letters against like depictions in media. But they were originally formed. Uh, they were kind of a mob uh, outfit mm. in some ways, but they're anti-Rico. Maybe they were kind of onto something because it seems like Rico is a bit of an overreacho. <laughs> it is kind of an overreacho in a way. <laughs> totally. And the basis of many of these charges is just there's like one guy wrote like he's an anarchist in his Facebook profile. Yes, yeah, it's like, they are reaching so hard. it's like even more transparently political and ridiculous than I thought it would be. Um, if you want to have a little fun, you can read the indictments that have come down. Um, it's crazy. They had to like explain why anarchism is scary in it. They honestly just made it sound cool. <laughs> they were like, they will not stop until they overthrow the federal government. <laughs> That's why we have to detain this guy from Facebook. <laughs> for for fly- some people were arrested for um, flyering. And charged with felony intimidation. Um, like, this is a big charge. This is, like, the charge they give to, like, terrorists and, like, yeah, well, gang members. And 42 stuff. people yeah. are facing domestic terrorism charges as well um, for things as simple as being at a music festival when the cops got mad and oh decided God. to raid us and snatched up, you know... This more and more does sound like they're trying to get David Guetta as we go on. But <laughs> we know that's not the case. Right? 
So yeah, a lot of repression has happened. Um, we retook the forest at the week of action in March with a big old March because the encampment has had to be reestablished several different times. Um, unfortunately, the one in, when was this? May, June? I'm like, what is time? I've been so busy with this shit. Um, it's September. No, I mean the second <laughs> week of action. Uh, we were not able, we didn't have the numbers that we needed to safely retake the forest. And yeah. so now the movement is stuck in a bit of a bind. It's, a, it's in an interesting place because on the one hand, more people than ever know about Cop City and oppose it. Uh-huh. But on the other hand, the number of people who are willing to show up and do direct action has gotten smaller mm. for a lot of different reasons. Uh, people are getting burned out. People are scared. They don't want to get charged with domestic terrorism, even if these charges are unlikely to stick in the end. That's still fucking terrifying. So, um, and, and this is just one arm of the movement. I want to emphasize that it's an extremely broad and diverse um, composition, mm-hmm. this movement against Cop City. But, um, you know, the folks that I'm more well acquainted with got together during the um, the last week of action, and we were like, how do we get out of this impasse and discussed some ideas? And... The thing that we came up with that we're working on super hard right now is a mass nonviolent act of civil disobedience in the mold of the civil rights movement. Martin Martin Luther King obviously has a very deep legacy in Atlanta um, in the mold of the anti-nuclear movement um, to do a mass act of civil disobedience on the construction site uh, Veterans Day weekend in November. So that's what I'm hyping up right now. Damn. Okay. When is Veterans Day weekend again? Uh, November 10th to 13th. Cool. Clear your calendars. Absolutely. And, and as far as like the character of, of the opposition, uh, I mean, obviously a lot, a lot of it are people like us who are against it for obvious reasons, but as far as like Atlanta more broadly, what, what has been, what, what are some of the reasons that people are opposed to it who are just like random residents of Atlanta? I mean, there are so many different reasons. Yeah. Um, and I think, one really interesting and important thing about this movement is it brings together the environmentalist movement and the abolitionist movement. Mm-hmm. Because, hmm, who are they sending to stop people when they try to save the environment? The pipeline protests, for instance, occupations, encampments all over the place. It's the fucking cops. Yeah. And so, you know, mm, capitalism is really faced with two different choices. The world is faced with two different choices in the face of this. It's like, okay, we could restructure the global economy slash uh, abolish the value form if we really want to save the earth from climate change. Uh, The state under capitalism is not going to do that because it exists to protect these social relations. It exists to protect private property. So the other thing it can do is it can try to manage these contradictions uh, and tamp down on anyone who's, you know, trying to trying to stop this trying to unfuck the world so um there are lots of different reasons that people in atlanta oppose it i mean some of the reasons are as simple as they don't want their park taken away Mm -hmm. it's a beautiful forest and a beautiful park in a black working class neighborhood where people like to have picnics they enjoy themselves they go for walks they go roller skating their kids play there and they don't want that replaced with uh, you know, a giant police training facility where it's for be... the cops to go roller skating. Right, right. <laughs> what if it was a parking lot where we tried out sound cannons? Have you considered that? <laughs> it's gonna be a shooting range. There's gonna be explosions going off all hours of the night. Like just a tank. Most fight people in your backyard. <laughs> think that a forest is better than that. Yeah. Um, there's also it's like very ecologically important to the city of Atlanta. Um, it's the most forest, the biggest forest of any city in the country. And um, we've had some environmental experts say that it would um, significantly reduce the air quality in Atlanta to cut this forest down. It would make flooding even worse than it is right now. So mm. there are a lot of sort of like clear and present dangers that this poses um, in addition to obviously uh, having a fuck ton of cops in your neighborhood, you know, you don't necessarily need to be an abolitionist to think that you don't want that. Yeah. I'm curious, this might be a gotcha question, but Atlanta, oh does Atlanta have a body Watch of, yourself. I remember, because I lo- remember looking at a map a long time ago, and, you know, every major city has a body of water that kind of the city is based around, but I don't, I remember Atlanta like not having one. 
Maybe I'm don't even it. have a lake. What a don't got a lake down they, there. It's just like uh, the ecology it's white. of Atlanta. I'm sorry. Crazy question to ask <laughs> you on just, a podcast. You claim to want <laughs> to get rid of this. Cop <laughs> well, you know, but that's, but that's important the because, like the the ecology in any city is very, you know, it's a delicate balance. And if you take away a major forest, especially if you don't have like a major body water there, that's bad for the entire city and the ecosystem. It is bad. Um, Sure. I love but, listening to podcasts where they ask geographical <laughs> questions. That Let you me can ask you this. Look it up on a map, you know. Now uh, I'm looking at landlocked state. Who but knows, I, man? But I uh, pivoting though. Uh, I did see one of the funniest, and I still can't quite wrap my head around this not being satire. But I believe it was sincere. Is there was a Yimby, one of these yes in my backyard people, who uh, characterized the opposition to Cop City as NIMBYs. As, oh my god! <laughs> it's like you don't believe like, in like they don't want more housing built. Yeah, that's why they're against it. Right? It's an apartment for cops. They probably have places to stay there. <laughs> yeah, but they're that is going to have housing, right? Um, well, and that is a good uh, a germane issue as well. Is when you know you have any construction that's happening in a city, the space is limited on the earth, and it's always a choice, and the choice always seems to be. Uh, made on behalf of not low-income people. So if you're going to build something, if you're going to build housing, let's make sure it's public housing or low-income social housing. And that, you know, you know, and there's like limited means, limited things you can construct physically, uh, and it keeps going to this shit. And so how yeah. does housing play a role in this as well? I mean, I don't know that housing is the primary issue. I will say that um, the other thing they're trying to build there, the Hollywood soundstage, would substantially worsen gentrification mm. in the area, um, you know, making the rent even higher for everybody. Um, What's that? What's the Hollywood soundstage? Uh, it's called Shadowbox Studios, Ooh. and it, oh. I think it would be the largest one in the country. And um, uh, reading, I it actually came out that because um, they had some budget shortfalls in Cop City because um, some of the private backers had pulled out of it. Who were funding it? Kind of creepy to begin with that this thing had private backers, yeah, right? Kind of makes right. you wonder who, who the cops are actually protecting. But um, they talked about making a deal actually with the Hollywood soundstage where um, Shadowbox Studios would make up some of the budget shortfall if they let them film stuff, basically copaganda, if you in the police dude. training facility. Whoa. Buddy cop movie with Eric Adams and that robot. <laughs> yeah. They are making Copland too. You can shoot Transformers 8 here if you allow us to use your Transformers. <laughs> so that's uh, that's fun. But well, um, where was I going with this? Fact checked on myself. There are, it looks like a few bodies. <laughs> you got a Chattahoochee River. You got Lake Lanier, Flint River. Yeah, yeah like Lion buddy. Jamie Peck says there's not one in the she area. She didn't say that. I, I was like, it, I, I know there's rivers in the area because right. I, I wanted to go swimming because it was so fucking hot the last time I was there. Yeah, she claims it just to looks love swimming. Different from like, you know, <laughs> Cleveland where there's like Lake Erie, Chicago where, the, you know, it's different. Real the, cities. <laughs> no, <laughs> with water. I was just saying, like, the, well, I remember looking at a map and points. I couldn't find the one it's sort of. It's called Atlanta, and yet it's not full Underwater. Of the ocean. Maybe it was <laughs> Atlantis, and that's why it has the name. And then that. Curious. Air, that part of Atlantis rose to the surface, and that's the southeastern United States. Atlanta, call me when there's Atsita. <laughs> well, call me when there's Pacifica. You know oh, yeah, I know what you're saying. King Bluetooth lives in Atlantis. <laughs> but absolutely this does. magical ear thing. <laughs> Next to his palm pilot. Yeah. But in any case, there are people uh camped out there now, correct? And what's the situation on the on the ground? No. There's so nobody. um the movement has gone through a lot of different phases, and the encampment in the forest was very important for a lot of it. Um, but now I think the repression is such that, um, and, and they cleared the park and they're not letting people back in. They closed the public park for a while, even though it was, it's a public park. It's supposed to be open. Mm -hmm. They just shut it down because they're like, we don't want to deal with you. Um, so I think the chances of this remaining a sort of standing rock style durable occupation are pretty low okay. at this point. So um, we need new ways. Change of tactics. We need, yeah, we need, we need a pivot. 
like all, you know, nimble movements. We need to be able to pivot um, to something new. And I think it's also important to mention that we are choosing a nonviolent act of civil disobedience, not to separate out the good protesters from the bad protesters, mm. right? Not to separate out legitimate from illegitimate protest. Um, one great thing about this movement as a whole is that really um, everyone has respect for diversity of tactics. Um, nobody is willing to denounce anybody else's tactics in this fight. Um, for instance, uh, there was an act of sabotage on the construction site during the last week of action um, by a you know group of, I don't know who did that group of people and We're um, say their names their addresses <laughs> right now <laughs> and you know you would expect it was math teacher <laughs> oh, nice. you called him vanilla he's a real Chad the more we go on the more I like want to date this guy um, no but um, you Good know job Mr Strand. You, you might not always. <laughs> Since you weren't going to say the name, <laughs> you might not always expect the referendum people to get on board with something like that. But they posted a Twitter thread like, "We do not denounce any tactics in this fight." Nice. And um, part of the reason for that is the very first act of protest, the very first direct action against Cop City, was an act of sabotage on the construction site. So every group that has come in since then has had to kind of reckon with that. Um, so. We're not choosing an act of, you know, quote unquote, nonviolence. I mean, there's been very little violence on the part of protesters at all to begin with. Yeah. Um, violence against property does not count. <laughs> like, those aren't human beings. That's not violence. The cops have, really. however. I'm, and, you know, they had, there was, there was some spicy shit that went down. Okay. Some spicy black block shit. Um, the goal of that still was not to like hurt anyone necessarily, but um, it's a we're not pivoting away from that because we think it's wrong or anything. We are doing it because it feels strategic in this moment, mm -hmm. and we need a way to get like the the easiest on ramp possible for the most people possible to make this action a success. Um, show how many people are against it. Show how many people from Atlanta as well as all over the country and maybe even internationally um, make it a huge pain in their ass and, um, you know, stop Cop City. Yeah, that uh, makes sense because you, you know from the petition you have a huge broad base of support and you want to leverage that into uh, pressure, right? Yeah. Uh, so I feel like you probably were making that distinction for a reason uh, that, you know, the, the diversity of tactics thing, the, the we're doing... The messaging that we're we're doing nonviolent uh, protest, but not because uh, you know we don't believe in a diversity of tactics or whatever. I guess what I'm getting at is it sounds like you're like making sure to not get put in a position that people were put in by the media during like 2020 in the George Floyd uprising, where they successfully used these uh, you know these clever ways of framing things. <laughs> to stop uh, support for stuff that worked, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So with that in mind, I guess uh, something I'm curious about is like, is that happening with Stop Cop City? Is there a media attack on you guys? You oh, know? for sure. Like, I don't know if you've read the mainstream news about uh, Cop City protesters that kind of paints us all as these like eco-terrorists, um, white outside agitators, um, Ed, we're back. We <laughs> Featuring Anders Lee. <laughs> Jake Florence. You can't just ask the, que the question again. <laughs> I, what do you, uh, Ed, we're back. And, what do you mean? and we're, we're back. We're going to cut that out. Okay. Um, no, I don't know. <laughs> I'll fix it in fucking post. We're not making the goddamn news. Like It's funny if there's cuts uh, and shit. It doesn't matter. The cuts are funny, Anders. Uh, you sound like the Atlanta sun right now. <laughs> That's what what I, oh, yeah. What I wanted to ask, though, is uh, oh, I guess um, if you have one in five people's support in Atlanta, how is that shaping up against the media narrative? Like, is it... Is, because that sounds like maybe the fucking the propaganda coming out from the media is, isn't working. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, the media does tend to uncritically report things that the cops say. For instance, um, the cops said that, uh, oh, Tortuguita shot a gun at them first, and that's why they murdered them. 
But um, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And the media reported that because there was an officer wounded. But then it came out in the autopsy that Tortuguita was sitting cross-legged on the ground with their hands in the air. Pretty hard to shoot a gun in that position. Yeah. Right. Also, there was no gunpowder residue found on their hands that would have been there if they had shot a police officer. There was also that video, that body cam footage that came out where one cop, because there were so many different agencies involved with this raid. Um, one cop was speculating, oh, they fucked up their own officer. So it sounds like a situation where all the different kinds of cops freaked out and shot another cop and also shot Tortuguita at least 57 times. Jesus Christ. 57's a lot of times, Jamie. Yeah. I'm glad we're clear because we did have on, I, I wanted to get a an organizer who was like on the ground there, but we I wasn't able to get it. So we had a journalist on a few months ago and he may have repeated the uh, Tortuguita had a gun line, which has uh, now been debunked. That was also like much. the day after yeah. too or something. It was like right um, away. I mean, it's important to remember that cops lie. Right. Um, I believe Tortuguita did own a gun like a lot of people in the South do. Uh-huh. But um, Goddamn right. there was no evidence that uh, that they shot the cops and everything that they said up until their death uh, it made it seem very, very unlikely that they would ever do that. Yeah. Just a little turtle. I love this term eco terrorist that you hear sometimes because like cloud strife was spotted in the forest. It always makes me think about Final Fantasy seven. <laughs> a man with a machine gun for an arm. It's cool. <laughs> It's a good thing to be. <laughs> yeah, it, I, and I think it has general public popular like yeah. opinion. Like you I think, think most it polls people. Well? I I honestly think the term <laughs> eco terrorist polls like fifty five percent. I mean, I think it's <laughs> as if we, anything like, is worth doing terrorism over. It's saving the world. Well, as yeah. we've discussed before, terrorism doesn't really have a fucking definition. Yeah, like, it's, it's whatever like, the fuck they call it. It's whatever yeah. they want it to it, mean. But that term literally, if you think about it, means like a oil company like that that's yeah they're terrorizing the ecosystem well, on a literal is, level what is terrorism yeah, it I, is a tax on civilian populations for political ends right right like i don't know you want to talk about like the ira critical support for them obviously mm-hmm. but like they do violent shit and it scares the public that's not what's happening here right i'm just saying like it's been a long time since 9-11 and if you pulled the word eco-terrorism in like 2008 you would probably have like 15 percent people think that's a good thing now whereas everyone's just kind of like slowly warming to terms with global warming in a way where they're like i hope the fucking uh, superheroes come and blow up a bunch of reactors <laughs> it's not gonna be me but i hope it's someone yeah i mean captain planet that's kind of eco-terrorism he's, he's literally <laughs> doing eco-terrorism he's fighting money interests yeah. with his big green or blue fists i don't know what color they are anders we should well, do a captain planet episode we should anyway. do a captain a planet captain episode planet. Tie He's in. come up multiple times when yes, especially recently. Shit. We should have Mon. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, the propaganda. You're right. That's a good point, Jake. It's not working. That's what, good. What, I think it's cool. Yeah. Andrews has a question. I feel bad. Yeah. One thing I want to make sure to ask is: so, if this fails to be built in Atlanta, if they don't get it through specifically in Atlanta, one of the concerns I've heard is that they're just they're going to go somewhere else. Uh, do you know? Any potential other sites where this could happen? And is there coordination uh, happening on that front? You know, it's very possible. um, But I will say the city of Atlanta is pretty much all in on building Cop City where they want to. Um, There have been a number of similar projects canceled all over the country because of the heat that this thing was getting in Atlanta. So those are victories that we can claim already as a movement. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. I remember like... Uh, when Obama became president, there, you know, he had promised to close Guantanamo Bay, and one of the problems he found was that like nobody wanted the replacement facility in the, you know, continental U.S. to replace Guantanamo Bay because like nobody <laughs> wanted it there uh, for some like you know xenophobic reasons, but also like just people, you know. Uh, unless it's like an absolute necessity, which it is in many parts of the country where they've been deindustrialized and jails kind of serve an economic base purpose, uh, people generally don't like police facilities and jails around there, you know, especially if they're 
displacing parks and shit, you know? Yeah. It's pretty unpopular for the most part. Yeah, no shit. And you're right. They love to put them in working class black neighborhoods. Yeah. Um, and it's extra fucked up because the people who live in that neighborhood are technically in DeKalb County, which while it is part of greater Atlanta, uh, you know, the metropolitan area, they don't get to vote for Atlanta City Council and they're not even eligible to sign the petition. Yeah. So the opposition right around where they're trying to build Cobb City is actually even greater than it is in Atlanta proper. Mm. But they have absolutely no voice and nobody is accountable to them on this. Damn. Wow. It sounds like there's a lot riding on this uh, Veterans Day weekend action. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> I'm pulling yeah. on my collar in confidence. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, look, it's not the only thing we're doing. It was actually originally designed to coincide with the referendum that was supposed to happen in November. Uh-huh. Uh, that's been pushed back to March now. And, but I think, if anything, it just highlights the need for direct action right. because it's very possible that um, the state is going to use every trick in the book to subvert this democratic process that they allegedly are so committed to in this liberal democracy. And it's going to take us putting our bodies on the line, hopefully in a safer way than we have in the past. But, you know, I don't want to pretend that this is 100% safe. Um, But I do think the chances that the cops are going to freak out and beat people up, freak out and kill somebody are much lower if there are a thousand people doing this action in broad daylight that has been planned out in the open, we're currently doing a speaking tour that's being publicly promoted all over the country. Um, the chances of repression in, in such a scenario, I think, are lessened. I think also the chances of them arresting a thousand people and charging them with terrorism um, are less than in situations where they've just snatched up a dozen people and people panic and scatter. I mean, that's a really important thing, too, that we need to stand together. And that's why we're having two full days of nonviolent direct action trainings in the days leading up to the big direct action so Damn. that people know what to do. They know how to keep each other safe. They know how to de-escalate. And, um, yeah, we're sort of laying a trap for the state in in a manner of speaking because... If they try to charge a thousand people with terrorism for doing a nonviolent act of civil disobedience in the mold of MLK in Atlanta, the birthplace of the civil rights movement, that will cause an international outrage Mm. and serve to delegitimize that charge for everybody, including the people already facing it. Now, if they charge people, uh, say, with misdemeanors, less than they have before for, um, you know, people doing the exact same thing. That's also going to call into question why they decided to charge people with terrorism for doing the same thing before. Yeah. And people even who are not from Atlanta or Georgia can and should uh, come to this, right, in in November? Yes. So um, we're currently conducting a nationwide speaking tour. I'm covering most of the Northeast. Other people are covering other places and... Those events are a really good place for anyone who wants to get plugged in, uh, meet like-minded people from their region, start um, forming affinity groups and making plans to come to Atlanta. Um, I should also say that it's not just uh, a one-way street. It's not just like, hey, this group of people you don't know, we planned this thing and now we want you to do what we say. Like, There's going to be uh, some spokes councils for the affinity groups that come down there that weekend so that everyone can have... Um, a little input on uh, what the plan is and you know we can make some last minute decisions based on conditions on the ground cool very groovy <laughs> oh, excellent way to cap that off <laughs> I think. I'll take it Austin Powers everyone <laughs> um yeah, I'm horny for some direct action. Oh, do, do I make you horny for direct action, baby? <laughs> Austin Powers, how'd you get in here? Oh, oh behave. He's saying it to the cops. He's telling them to behave. That's okay, right. Okay, that works as a bit, I guess. They yeah, never will. That's why we have to this, abolish the police. It does sound, when I hear Cop City, the plans for it, it does sound like a Dr. Evil lair. Like, 
one of his facilities. Yeah, totally. Okay, that works. I if wonder the cops what that would sound evil, like. <laughs> they have a mini me cop. Yeah. Okay. Oh God. This right, is, bit is on fire, man. It's working so well. We're going mainstream right now. <laughs> Seth Green is there. We should <coughs> maybe spread a rumor that that's what it actually is, is for Dr. Evil. Yeah, People are on the fence. If you're listening, spread a rumor that the cop city is Dr. Evil. This is a call to action for you. Yep. Uh, Officer Evil, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> um, you are going on a speaking tour. <laughs> talking about all this shit. Do you want to promote that? Yeah. Now that it is the end of the show and we're in the plug section. Yeah, sure. Go to blockcopcity.org slash tour to find an event near you and also read the rest of the website because we worked really hard on it and it's great. And there's also a really good hype video that you can watch that should get you hyped. It's a great website. We got David Guetta to make us a song. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Uh, just kidding. That's uh, not true. But uh, it's been real good so far. Talked to some college kids in Massachusetts. I talked to some local anarchists in Massachusetts. I talked to all kinds of people in Massachusetts. And I'm going to be talking to people in New England, upstate, and western New York, and New York City pretty soon, too. So come say hi. Come meet Jamie. Come watch Jamie speak on tour. And other people, too, if you don't live in the Northeast. It's at, we're everywhere. And we're even doing a stop in um, in Canada and a stop in Mexico. Cool. North uh, America. We are legion. Stop, Cop City. Canada, United States, Mexico. Spells come. Nice. Your move. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else got any plugs? Oh. Hey, I suppose me and Andrews actually have a plug. That's right. You want to do it like one word at a time? We do it. We 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 be like the uh, Da Vinci twins. Like the Da Vinci guys. Like yeah. Our heroes, the Da Vinci twins. We have a show coming up soon, October sixth. Paid protest silo stand up comedy <laughs> show. You should come. Bushwick Austin Powers will be there. <laughs> Door seven. It's a show seven thirty. Link in description. Pay what you want. Also, it's recommended fifteen dollars. That's it. That was pretty good, but you cheated at the end. <laughs> you started doing multiple words. Oops. Ooh, I almost had it. <laughs> uh, uh, should yeah. we plug our sketch too? Yeah, sure. Fuck it. Uh, we made a YouTube page. Yeah, we made a YouTube page for me and Jamie's comedy project, The Woke Mob. Uh, we filmed a sketch called This Old Punk House about trying to fix shit in the apartment that we're in right now. It's very funny. Check it out. And the <laughs> full version, the show, we're, we're, we're going to put that up there, too. Yeah. Everything will be up on YouTube uh, soon. The sketch is up. The show, the rest of the show will be up soon. Watch all our shit. Okay? Check it out. Uh, also, just want to say, you know, not much to add to what people have probably seen, but best wishes to uh, Matt Christman. Right. Whatever's going on with him, we send our hearts. In Amber. Absolutely. All right, y'all. All right. Ha ha. It's, it's finished. finished. Ugh.